Hey, what's up, everybody? It is the night of September 14th, but it is 12 minutes past midnight, so it's September 15th. That's right. This is a late night podcast with BNT. What's up, B? How you feeling? Pretty good. You know, just tired out here, but we, we grind for our, our loyal listeners. Dude. Shout out to the people in Wichita, Kansas, uh, UK, Brussels, Belgium. Yo, but we, for, we love all of you, so we're 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 grinding for all of you people. But for real, could the Wichita people like hit us up? Like, I just want to know who you are. Yeah, no, that's fact. Like, just hit me up on Twitter. Yeah, literally, just just hit us up. It's at you know, Tyler like, underscore Gregory eleven. Ben, what's yours? Uh, mine is BD Hammond twenty three. Twitter, so hit it, hit us yeah. up on Twitter or something. Give us a follow. We like to connect with our Wichitaians, Wichitaians, Wichitans. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, but we did this because we out here we grinding, we don't sleep because we love this grind and we love the pod. But anyway, moving on. Like Dame, we don't run from the grind. Dude, we don't run from the grind because we Dame Lillard. Yeah, that's fair. Shout out Blazers. Anyway, so it, it, it's been just a busy couple of days for us, and, and this seemed to be the best time to record the pod. But, dude, what a weekend of football. That was amazing, man. Uh, I, uh, Me and Ben were able to watch the game while I was some friends here in Provo when Baylor came into town against BYU, and that was electric. Luckily, BYU got the dub, but yeah. – it was not the prettiest win, but there were no. some awesome plays in there, and it was really exciting and super fun. Yeah, it was. It wasn't necessarily the cleanest game ever, but it was just it was just high quality football, even though it wasn't the cleanest. Uh, BYU having playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, I think that was like a huge difference, and no one would have thought that you know Tuiaki, defensive coordinator for BYU, would have. Um, Beaten Jeff Grimes, out coach Jeff Grimes, offensive coordinator of Baylor, who used to be the OC at BYU a couple of years ago. I don't think anyone was really expecting that, but I think those two things were like the main differences that lost the game. Yeah, that so, has to be the biggest story is that BYU's defense did not get backed down. They yeah. they held their ground, and that was awesome to watch. I think probably another big story. I wouldn't call it necessarily positive, but BYU's kicker, Jacob Oldroyd, missed two opportunities to put the game away. But luckily, BYU still got the win. But he is an important part of the team, and I still rock with Oldroyd, but I'm scared that his confidence is shaken moving forward. And as a kicker, that's like the last thing you want. It's a hesitant, confidence Troubled yeah. kicker. I think I think he'll be okay. It was a tough game, tough circumstances, but hopefully he backs he you know gets back on the right track. If he's he comes out and shanks a thirty five yarder Saturday against Oregon, then then I'll start to get worried. But yeah, that's fair. I think it was just right now. I'm not worried. It, it was a lot of pressure. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, we it, won despite that. Being we we won despite that, and I think. I think he knows it too. I mean, he's. I mean, he literally hit two field goals in that game, so yeah. he he can easily make that. It's just a mental thing. Hopefully, he gets past it for sure. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think I think for now we're good. But if something happens in these next 
couple of games and then we could start to worry. But well that's well that was BYU Baylor. That's just a very short version of it. But any other games on Saturday as far as college football goes that were exciting for you? I think we gotta talk about Bama Texas. Yeah. Yeah, that was an amazing game. One that I wasn't expecting necessarily to be an amazing game. I was kinda high on Texas going into the year. But then like I kinda like backed off of it. I don't know why. I kinda just got cold feet. But watching that game, like the time that Quinn Ewers was playing, he was he was good. He was very, very good. You saw what made him the highest ever rated quarterback coming out of high school. He looked great. Xavier Worthy was good. Bijan Robinson was good. Hudson Card, the backup quarterback, came in once Ewers went down. You know, did the best that you would expect a backup quarterback to do in that sort of situation. Um, but it really just came down to, in the end, that Bryce Young's good and Bama's just Bama. And that was a little too much. But if Quinn Ewers plays the rest of that game, Texas wins, and I, and I think pretty easily, too. I uh, Admittingly, so I got up Saturday morning to hop in line to stake out for the day, our spot for the Baylor game. And right as the Bama Texas game was starting, I actually had an intramural flag football game. So I didn't see Quinn Ewers, and I missed most of the first half. But yeah, run from the grind. I was I was running from a different grind. Yeah, but I was running from a certain grind to a different grind. Gotcha. So am I really running from the grind if I'm going to a different grind? Oh, uh, we'll have to have Dame on the podcast. Dude, discuss. dude, should we have Dame on the podcast? I think we should. Should we? I mean, he's been clamoring us to get on. It's just a matter of. Oh uh, yeah, we gotta make sure our schedules line up. <laughs> yeah, so. it's just a matter of whether we're like. You know, willing to stoop down to that level. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to our manager about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I agree. I think I was shocked by the way Texas performed. Now, I mean, their oh, offense, too. obviously, like defense. Yeah. Obviously, their offense played very well because they were winning most of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but yeah, their defense. You know, took it to Alabama's O-line and Bryce Young. And honestly, there was that play on Alabama's final drive that led to that game-winning field goal that he should have been sacked. Uh, Bryce Young should have been sacked. Yep. And then there was a missed holding call, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And and Bryce Young was able to scramble and run for you know, 10, 15, 20 yards and was able to put them into good field position, especially yeah. for a field goal. So that game – that was an exciting game. I was totally expecting Alabama to blow them out of the water, and that's not what happened. So I also think it's not necessarily Alabama's bad or anything. I just think Texas is pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. It's early in the season, so, you know, Bama tends to do this a little bit. And then we go, oh, is Bama actually not that great? And then they just start killing everybody when it matters. Yeah. So I don't think it was more about – Texas than it was Bama. Yeah. I think everyone kind of agrees on Yeah, and again, I think the biggest story you already touched on is if Ewers plays the rest of that game, what's the result? And honestly, it did not look good for Alabama if he yeah. plays all the rest of that game. So yeah. Um so that game was super fun. Uh I, oh go ahead. I was just gonna say I think the few of the other big headlines, Appalachian State, 
beating A and M, which is awesome. Yeah. Especially just to see how cocky A and M was going into that game, and obviously Appalachian State in their performance against UNC. Not that UNC is a big powerhouse of a team, but Appalachian yeah. State can play. Yeah, they their can. offense is very solid, mm-hmm. and their defense held up. Yeah, I think App State kind of showed that they can they can compete with with big time teams in multiple ways. UNC, it was you know offensive shootout, and this one it was more of a slugfest defensive game, a lot of running. Um, but App State basically did what Texas A&M does, which did it way better. Um, really, like, App State's a good team. It's a solid team. I don't think, you know, I don't want to take credit away from them, but really I think the thing is talking about Texas A&M and why they just suck. Um, <laughs> it's amazing that A&M apparently has – one of the best, if not the best, recruiting classes, and yet yeah. you're dropping a game to Appalachian State in College Station, which is yeah, it's mind-boggling. It's inexcusable at this point for Jimbo Fisher. Their offense is just lame. Like They have a great, small, speedy back. His name's A-Chain. His last name's A-Chain. He's a good player. The defense is very good as well. But Haynes King, their quarterback, is he's he's pretty trash to be honest. He's not good. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't have much else to talk about with that game. Yeah, that it was just it was just a shocking yeah. result. That... Should we should we mention another uh, top ten upset, including the Sun Belt and a team that has a trash quarterback as well? Yeah, dude, let's let's talk about that, man. Yeah, let's talk about. Uh... Notre Dame, man. Yeah, I I was I was thinking of another team for some reason. It's not but, very good. Yeah, Notre Dame, Marshall. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I actually think Marshall's a decent team. I think so too. I, I think, think it was more that Notre Dame's not good. Yeah, but I don't want to take away. I don't want discredit. Discredit yeah. Marshall. Marshall, I think is probably the best team in the Sun Belt. Maybe Appalachian State. I mean, what well, I mean. JMU yeah. can score that from what we've seen, but yeah, I think Marshall actually is pretty good because even I think we talked about this last week. Notre Dame's defense is pretty solid, yet um, Marshall put up twenty six. I think nineteen, yeah, was up by the defense. I mean, that's pretty good from a defense. I mean that that's yeah. basically what they gave up against Ohio State. Yeah, the defense did what they need to do. The the question was whether they could score points, and the answer is no, they can't. <laughs> um, their quarterback Tyler Buckner uh, stinks, but it almost doesn't matter at this point because he's out for the season anyway. So they're going to be back on the Drew Pine train, which they were on for a little bit last year. You know, I think that'll be a good move for him. Even though I'm not even necessarily, I don't think he's better, but he might just give him a change of scenery that could you know, liven things up for them. Yeah, but. and I also think it's – that that was a trap game for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Nether Dame just was not mentally prepared for Marshall, and I think Marshall was very much looking forward to that matchup and looking forward to going to South Bend and just take so. it to them. So I think, I think that was – 
again, shocking to everyone, but also at the same time, not shocking. If you yeah. if you see Notre Dame's offense, you would go, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a question <laughs> of, uh, I think we all just chalked it up to, oh, they played Ohio State, they don't have a great offense. They stuck in there, that's great, they're going to be really good. That's what I thought. Like, I honestly thought Notre Dame was better than they usually were this year, and they're not yeah, I, worse. I, I I hope for BYU sake Notre Dame mm-hmm. becomes a little better. I almost think it doesn't matter. Yeah, well. I don't think it matters for BYU really. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it make it more fun if they get back on track, which I think they will. They're too talented not to. Yeah, and I actually think Freeman's a good coach. Yeah, he's, I mean he's he's he needs to actually things. like win a game. Yeah. Or I'll call him a good coach, but I I believe I'm buying yeah, what he's no, I, I I think I do too. I think I'm kind of skeptical of their offense. Well, this is what Notre Dame's always been offensively, just kind of like I mean, not this bad, but like they've always had to rely on their defense. They've always had to rely the on their defense, and then they have a really good offensive line and a quarterback who just like you know you never like think of like oh all these juggernaut quarterbacks from Notre Dame, you know, there's just not really any of those. Uh, Like the best quarterback that I can really remember from Notre Dame is Brady Quinn. We're like little. Yeah. And then like, besides that, like Clawson. There's Clawson, there's Reese, there's Golson. I mean, they're all just very, very mediocre. Ian Book. Ian Book, yeah. Who, more shout recent. out Ian Book, who, who made one appearance in the NFL for the Saints, I think, when Drew Brees was hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was so bad. Like, so bad. Yep. That's Anyway. Uh, yeah, but it's not like we were expecting much. But anyway, I, I think probably – I feel like we could go on and on. About yeah, yeah. Football. I, I, I think so, too. I think, I'll, I'll just throw in Tennessee, good win over Pitt. Yeah. Kentucky, great win over Florida. We overrated Utah, which made us overrate Florida. And now we're going to overrate Kentucky. Yeah. But Will Levis played way better than Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson was pretty bad. Yeah. That's, that's all I just wanted to throw in. I, I agree. I don't think there's much to talk about. That Tennessee no. game was fun. Yeah. And that Kentucky uh, had a good win. Versus an, an overrated Florida team. Yeah. I, I was high on Anthony Richardson, but this game showed. I still think he's good, but he's, he's just very horrible, inconsistent. Though, but. Uh, as a passer, at least. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the last thing we got to mention, our little brother up north getting absolutely destroyed at, at home by Weaver State. It wasn't like they lost to Weaver yeah. State. They got – Absolutely dominated. So, shout out the Wildcats in South Ogden, Utah. And shout out Aggies for proving that they're they'll never be relevant to anything. Yeah. So, so good for them. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll move on to the NFL real briefly. We'll 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 talk more about our scores in our next episode. Yeah. Uh, NFL week one. It was awesome. Witching hour was in full effect. It was it was so much fun just to have football on Sunday. It really was, and just to see for even seeing Taysom Hill 
He had a couple really good runs in. Yeah. It was fun for me. Jamal Williams had two touchdowns. Yeah, it was a good day for some BYU players. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm looking. There's the Saints-Falcons that went down to the wire. Steelers-Bengals went to overtime. Eagles-Lions was a three-point game. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars-Commanders, Browns-Panthers were both one-possession games. Even the Colts-Texans, they tied. tied. Giants-Titans. Uh-huh. The Titans missing yeah. a field goal there at the end. Gi- Giants went for two. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Giants went yeah. for two, and then to Titans win. The win. Which Just I love. That's that's the way to make a statement if you're Brian Dable in your first and your first head coaching gig. Yeah, no, that was. So super I love cool. that. Uh, seeing Kirk Cousins put on a show. Yeah, the best, the better quarterback in that game against Aaron Rodgers. So. The Chargers <laughs> blowing out the Raiders, yet somehow only beating them by somehow five. Not Chiefs crushing the Cardinals. Then that Bucks Cowboys game. It's pretty sad, you know, we had Dallin on here talking about how it's the Cowboys year, and literally five days later, their season is over. Yeah. <laughs> I forget if people could just have a moment of silence for Dallin. For Dallin. For D. Okay, we're good. Okay. Um, but I think, honestly, the biggest storyline for me was the Monday night game, the Broncos-Seahawks. <laughs> See, not only Geno oh, Smith yeah. and the Seahawks went at home, and not only seeing Russell Wilson's return to Seattle, <laughs> excuse me, but that final minute of coaching by by Hackett, by Hackett was, was so stupid. It was like shocking. just incredible. It, I think we were all shocked as we saw that. And then you're asking. Who's the kicker? McPherson? No, that's the Bengals. No, kicker. McManus. McManus, that's it. You're asking a lot to for him to mm-hmm. be what would have like, been we're a just record. Gonna, we're gonna chew off like forty seconds and then make you kick a sixty four yarder. Dude, that that was that would have been a record like five years ago, that kick. Yep. I mean he still almost Which made I it. get sometimes in those situations you have to do that. But, but this was not one of those situations. They Fourth down with about 50 seconds left. Yeah. And you have all fourth three. Fourth five. Yeah. A very manageable fourth down on, like, the 45-yard yeah. line. And you Dude, have Russell all of your Wilson. timeouts. You have all your timeouts. And you have a really good quarterback in Russell Wilson. And in a game where the Broncos dominated offensively, they just had some bad screw-ups on the goal line. And... That just led into Geno Smith and the Seahawks to get the dub. Yeah. But it was the the coaching. I think Hackett, that was just I think, beginner. Yeah, I kids. mean, I'm not going to – like, it's pretty – you know, if you're a Broncos fan, you certainly don't feel great about any of that. But I think you just hope, okay, he got that beginner first coach blunder out of the way – Week one. Yeah. He hopefully learns from that. Hopefully they get better. Because, I mean, he's obviously – he's got – I think he, he's well-respected as a offensive coordinator. Being a head coach is different because it's more leadership C- CEO. It's like running a business. You know, coordinators run specific parts of the business, but being able to run a business as a whole is a different skill. Um, but Hackett, I think, is a well-respected, well-liked guy. 
Um, Aaron Rodgers spoke highly of them, which means a lot because Aaron Rodgers hates everybody. <laughs> so, including his wide receivers on Sunday. Um, we got our annual Aaron Rodgers quits because his receivers are pissing him off. I will say, who does Aaron Rodgers have? Randall Cobb? How long has he been around for? Yeah. Like, he, there's then no he shouldn't way have signed an extension. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, he ate all. He ate all the pie. What? What I there's no there's no there's no more pie for any other receivers. He yeah. ate all the pie. You know, Devontae Adams had to go pie get pie somewhere else with the Raiders. Yeah, which actually that was an impressive game by Devontae yeah. Adams and Derek Carr. But I think I think that quote came from part of my take. Shout out PFT. I think he said that, <laughs> shout out so. PMT and then shout out PFT. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I actually do think the Packers, though, because we're bouncing around here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'll go back. I think the Broncos. I think you can be happy because they're in the game and had a good chance at winning, which yeah. last year was definitely not the case. I think, um, I think the Packers will still find a way to be very good. I think so too. Uh, I think the Vikings team might just be better. And right I, I do think the Vikings are better, but I think come playoff time, I think. Rogers does his thing. I'm still, I, I'm still Which going. Which is <laughs> Which is Aaron Rodgers doing his thing in the playoffs is losing. But you know who loses <laughs> worse than Aaron Rodgers is the Vikings it's in the playoffs. <laughs> you know what? That's a fair counterpoint. You know, Aaron uh, Rodgers is going to lose. Well, not if he plays Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Oh. So I, I'm not totally so yeah. I'm sold on the idea that. The Vikings are better, but come playoff time, I don't even think it's about the better team. It's about the, the smarter team and the team that is able yeah. to execute. So better coach, but better we'll we'll see once we get there. Yeah, I didn't mean to go off topic back there. It was more just with Hackett being the offensive coordinator at the Packers, and then it was a prime yeah. opportunity to make fun of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, but but I think that was the biggest thing to me. Yeah. So this weekend, Bills on Thursday night. We already talked about it. Looked very good. Yeah. Um, there were some really fun games. I think uh, the fact that Joe Burrow threw four interceptions and fumbled and yet still almost beat yeah. the Steelers, I think that's actually pretty promising for the Bengals. I think so too. And he had appendicitis just a few weeks ago. He's still trying to put on weight. I just don't think he's 100% right now. I think they'll be fine. I think there's a degree of hangover that they were going to have that was inevitable. Yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they came out of nowhere and made it. Yeah. Um, I think everyone was kind of expecting them to just be elite, and it makes sense. Like, there's, like, some realizations, like, some coming back to earth of, like, oh, yeah, our O-line still sucks. Yeah. That's been a problem forever. It still stinks. That didn't go away. Yeah. You know, I think they'll be, they'll be okay. They'll be fighting for a playoff spot. Not sure if they're, like, Shooting. Uh, so. I I think uh, while you were talking about that, I think a team that was glossed over this week, at least for me, was the Chiefs. I mean, obviously, I don't think yeah. it's a surprise that the Chiefs are good, but they looked phenomenal. They, they look like a complete team. Yeah, they destroyed the Cardinals. And so I think that was – I, I think just that, that was just a good reminder that, hey, like the Chiefs are still here. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we're high on the Bills. I think everyone is. I think everyone's 
riding with them and wants to see the Bills succeed. Um, but Chiefs were like, yeah, don't, don't you forget about us where we're still around. So exactly. I, uh, that, those were my biggest takeaways as a Chargers fan. It was nice to at least get the win. Well, again, it was in a pretty ugly fashion. Yeah. Uh, the Jets, and we love Zach Wilson and we like to root for the Jets because they suck, but they really sucked. Joe Flacco's just not it. No, I mean, they don't really have any other options right now, but. Mike White? Is Joe Flacco better than Mike White? Uh, I mean, I don't think Mike White's good. Mike White popped off for one game, so last season, so that means that he's capable of popping off for any game. Yeah, I mean, Robert Sell's the guy at practice every day. I'm going to trust Joe Flacco. I mean, you know, I think you throw out Mike White, they probably lose 24-9 as well, if not worse, or maybe a little better, but then they'd lose 24-13. I just think without Zach Wilson – this team needed Zach Wilson to be healthy and have like a second year jump. Yeah. For our enthusiastic takes about them to come to fruition. And which that, can still happen. But that first just part, not right. That first part he failed to do was just stay healthy. Yes. So um but yeah, so we'll I guess we'll just have to see how they hold up these next few games until Zach Wilson's back. Yeah. Uh, your Lions actually looked pretty good. They made it. They did. They, I think it was learning curve first couple quarters mm-hmm. uh, and then showed that grit, that Dan Campbell grit yeah. in order to make it a game and could have could have won. So Yeah, they just played a, what I think is a really good team and a team that could, I think, might very well be amongst the best teams in the NFL. Wow. In the Eagles. They have a star offensive line. Um, You know, they have great receivers. And Jalen Hurts, I'm not – I don't know. I mean, that dude is hard to take down. Duke. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big asset, and they throw a lot. I think Nick Sirianni puts Jalen Hurts in a position to succeed, even if I don't think Jalen Hurts is great. No. So I think the Eagles are a team to watch out for this year. I think the Vikings as well. I think those teams could be could challenge the Bucks and Rams this year. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I did not expect the Eagles to be as good as they were, but also I'm going to take a baby shot at your Lions. They also played against the Lions. They're they're yeah. they're a rebuilding team. So yeah. I think you play a more established team. Uh, maybe not like the Vikings. I don't want to go that high up, but you play a team like the Ravens, maybe, you know, or like the the Steelers. I'm trying to think of those are AFC North. Uh, there's, I don't know. You play, you play even like a team like the Patriots. Like I, I think the Eagles win, but. Uh, I mean, I think the I think, actually the Patriots. It's a bad. To be example. honest, because I think the Patriots are horrible. Yeah. And, you know, I've been on that train. And you're right. They barely put up anything. I told I, – I, I said on this podcast they won't score. Yeah. And I was right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they yeah. haven't and they won't. No, let's uh, – I think maybe once it's somewhat stable team that's not, like, too good, 
but it's a pretty good comparison to the Eagles. Saints. Let's go Saints. I think the Eagles go against go against go up against the Saints. I'm not sure they mm-hmm. up 38. I'm not yeah. Sure. Uh, no, I mean I think you're right. Yeah. I, I think my my counter argument is who in the NFC is good. I think that's a big reason why I have the Eagles so high up there is because I don't think anyone in the NFC is actually any yeah. good. I I, th- I and I don't think that's a good point, and I don't think I'm breaking any ground here when I say that probably the AFC winner will win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I even think that could be the AFC West. Um, yeah. just because there's really good teams. I mean, I feel like even the Broncos, I don't think they'll be good, but if you have Russell Wilson, I feel like you can be capable of yeah, I think so. of making a run. Uh, assuming they put things together, but yeah, I mean, you put make that and like the Bills. Yeah, um, I mean maybe Bengals. They make a little spurt. Chargers. Yeah. Sorry. Apart from the AFC West. Oh, yeah. Apart from Chiefs, the AFC Chargers, West. Oh, even okay. Raiders. Yeah. I feel like anyone in the AFC West, primarily Chiefs, Chargers, will make yeah a Bills. strong case. But you're talking outside. Yeah, yeah. Bills, and then of course I think Bills. one of those teams will win. Or anyway, but we can we can dissect all we want. But those were my biggest takeaways. Where Bills looked good. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson and Broncos coaching. Yeah. And I think week two will have a better analysis of how these teams I think are. so, too. I think a lot of these got, these teams will either come back to earth, bounce back, or do the same thing. If they're doing the same thing one way or another, we get a better read on is this team might actually be good. This team might actually really be bad. Yeah. It thought would be good. Like if the Niners lose again this week, then we could be like, oh, they stink. Yeah. You know. There's there's definitely better uh, – well, it, it, yeah, you, you can better judge based on more sample size it's, for exactly. sure. So, but those were our those were our recap takes. And yep. we'll uh, do our week three college football picks slash score update. Yeah. And we will also – our NFL locks of the week. our NFL locks of the week. Yeah. Well, my lock of the week, that was Saints over Falcons, baby. We got it. What was your lock? Oh, you had Dolphins over – What was the spread, over... though, right? What was the spread? I don't remember. It wasn't half a point. Dang it. Well, I was thinking money line, maybe. Yeah. That's right. I'm so it... glad they won. Yeah, and then – but, yeah, I, I, I felt good about my – Patriots being bad take. I think I think that's going to age very well. Yeah, so I agree. It with already you, has. So, but anyway, uh, we'll we'll be back in a couple days here, and we're going to get some sleep. So, woo! Yeah. All right, till next time.